Welcome to the O Podcast, an audio companion to Tufts University's oldest student publication, The Observer Magazine. This podcast is released alongside the print issues to extend and dive deeper into the articles. In this season, we will be hosting discussions with the writers, faculty, and student body at Tufts to explore and expand the creative work of The Observer. In this episode, we will hear from Zoe McEwen and Ella Fasciano, the general manager and assistant general manager of WMFO, Tufts Freeform Radio Station. We will also hear from Julia Berniker, the music director of WMFO, from Melisma Magazine, Tufts' premier music literary magazine. We will hear from the three editors-in-chief, Ethan Lamb, Julia Berniker, and Lola Nedick. For The Observer's second print issue, Cycles, Ella Fasciano wrote Strike Up the Band, an exploration of live music's return to campus. When COVID suppressed the essence of live performance, radio and literature persisted, bringing us closer together through the shared experience of the music we love. This is the O Podcast, the return of music. and I use the she series. My name is Zoe McEwen. Uh, I use she series pronouns or really any at all. I just like to be referred to as Zoe. I'm Lola Nedich. I use she, her pronouns. I'm Julie Berniker. I use she, her pronouns. Um, I'm Ethan. I use he, him pronouns. How do you engage with live music at Tufts? Yeah, so... I am the assistant general manager at WMFO, and so I have a radio show at the radio station called What a Wonderful World that I really love to do, and then I'm in history of blues class and really love going to the different music events at Tufts, and sometimes I do some public harmony um, events. I like to sing. I usually play the drums at home, but can't play that really at Tufts, so mostly it's singing, but yeah, just a lot of fun music things. I would say it's not that I engage with live music at Tufts. I have a serious dependency on live music at Tufts. I've always loved going to see student bands perform, um, whether that's like curated through an event uh, with things like WMFO or Apple Jam, but then also like the independent gigs that people have. Um, I love playing music with friends. So I make live music at Tufts, I guess. I mean, I'm not very good and I don't perform anywhere, but um, I love doing that with other students. So we've made an effort at Melisma to cover the Apple Jam shows of Tufts bands so that we make sure that we're staying involved with the Tufts community of music. Yeah, I think, I think. Um, well, this is like more before our time. Um, we've we were trying to rekindle that relationship between Apple Jam and Melisma pre-pandemic, but then pandemic hit. But uh, well before that, um, we have some videos from uh, like on the Melisma YouTube channel of um, recordings of Apple Jam shows, like in the crane room, for example, if I'm not wrong. So yeah, that relationship has existed in the past. And I think something we also try to do is every issue we cover a Tufts band and we try to interview them for our issue. Um, so obviously the return of live music means bands are are practicing and playing and we have more bands to kind of interview and choose from. What would you say to a tough student who like knows nothing about WMFO, knows nothing about the facilities or the things available to them? 
kind of pitch WMFO to somebody who's never heard of it before? Well, WMFO is a freeform radio station, which means that we just want people to do whatever they want. It is a place that wants to foster creativity and just wants people to have their time to... Because, you know, like in school and in life, things can feel really chaotic. It can feel like you're just like going along with the motions. But the idea behind WMFO and the freeform programming style is that for an hour a week, if you have a show, you can do whatever you want and you can create whatever experience or environment that feels true to you. And it's it's really about your own taste and your own personal expression. And that also goes along with um, our recording facilities. If you want to make music that is authentically you, like we have um, a space where you can do that. We can also do like mixing and mastering services. And we just want people to have an outlet for all of their pent up creativity that they don't get to use on a daily basis. And, you know, if you are someone who's more interested in like supporting uh, live music or the technical aspect of live music. We have, again, people who work on our like operations and tech facilities doing that sort of work, like our web services, our recording studio. And we also have like a music blog and people who listen to all of the amazing music that gets sent to us. And then we have more kind of administrative or like office tasks. Like we have people come in and log vinyl for us because we have this insane vinyl like library. And it's very hard to find everything in there. So people that come in and make record of it so that, you know, we have, we know what we have at our disposable disposal for our shows. So WMFO is really anything that you want it to be. It's we're just a space to encourage people. Yes, I love the radio station. I'm in my freshman year when at the activities fair, there was giant speakers at this WMFO table that was right in front of the admissions building and just insane music playing and a lot of people just saying how much fun the radio is. And so I, in the about middle of my freshman year, got sent home for COVID, but I have heard just so many stories from WFO about the live events that we do and doing collaborations with like Apple Jam and other um, clubs on campus to put together music events from people coming from Boston and Tufts people coming to play music. And then we also have live days in the studio. I really love WFO because it's students from Tufts, but also community members. So people who have been in the music industry for actually decades can come in and play radio shows. So they put together live day um, and we help out. And so then that is a bunch of Tufts bands and other bands coming in to play music live on the radio. So it's a very... I'd say WFO is a very music-celebrating place. We love to just put as much live music as possible into the Tufts campus and do that through collaborations with community members, with people from Boston and from Tufts clubs. So no secret, we've been in a very strange time for live music in the past two years. What is one thing you missed about live and in-person music during the pandemic? I miss being able to listen to music in like an environment that I have never heard it in before. Um, I think I'm lucky to have, like, we're lucky that this is happening in the age of Spotify and not, you know, before that, but going to a concert is just a totally different experience, and I feel so lucky that we're finally 
being able to get back into it and also just listening to artists do like cool covers live or like doing new versions of their songs that aren't on Spotify um, has been really cool as well as just getting to see the artist's personality coming through on the stage. I think too a big part of our club is um, sending writers to concerts for press and where they take photos and they write a review about the concert and so obviously we couldn't do that during COVID but being able to not only go to concerts but have the unique experience of taking photos of an artist and writing a review about it and just sharing it with them in that way is really special I think. Yeah I so I also think for um people like Lola and I who were sophomores when the pandemic hit and on our seniors uh, I think we're particularly grateful because really this is like our last year in college and um, after this we might not have as much time or even the opportunities to engage in uh, going to shows in the, in the same way I suppose and so resuming it even though like we have had time kind of like taken from us I suppose uh, having the opportunity to jump back into it is very something that we're very grateful for. I use uh, live music or going to concerts as a way to kind of put my life in perspective. I think it can get really easy, especially when you're spending a lot of time alone, i.e. in quarantine, to magnify and only focus on the problems in your life, which are, which can be very small. They can be very insignificant in the grand scheme of things. And something that I really love about live music is that you're in this sea of people Sometimes. I mean, sometimes it's tiny. Sometimes it's a ton of people. Um, and you're all experiencing the same thing. You're all getting something out of this performance. Whether you're all feeling the same thing or not is irrelevant. But it's all these people that have their own complex, tiny inner worlds and specific neuroses. And yet you're just all there together enjoying and kind of like basking in someone else's artistic talent. And I don't know, it just helps me like get out of my head and, you know, it makes me feel insignificant in kind of the best way possible. I feel like one of the, whenever I'm on the radio station and I have this hour of music, I always love playing live recording so much because especially during COVID, I was recording these shows at home and just at like 3 a.m. I was recording shows with no audience, no idea that the audience was going to be anywhere like on the radio station you can kind of feel the vibe that you are saying something and it's going out to the radio waves and you have this live factor but when i was doing radio shows for the pandemic during the pandemic i would love to play live music and there's like a paul simon concert in the parks album and just any live concert album i just want to play it and say to everyone that was listening just here is the live music. Here's some sort of, you can hear the crowd. You can hear just the happiness that there's nothing like live music. And so to hear that was always just so happy. There's definitely been like a change in the past couple decades, like a shift from a lot of music being on records or performed live to like mostly digital. Mm -hmm. um, and how do you think the pandemic has accelerated that or what do you think we've missed out on because of the pandemic um, in the past two years? Right. Um, so one big thing that has happened with the transition to digital is that we're being exposed to more music than we ever would have been. And, you know, now instead of having to save up your paychecks to buy a record, 
um, every week, you're able to listen to it for a tiny, tiny price, and you're able to listen to it on loop. You're able to listen to uh, like a thousand different records a week. Um, and so it's really interesting building your own music taste when you have literally every piece of music in the world available to you. And I feel very grateful that I'm able to like live in this era and sample music from all over the world, from every genre, because it just is so unique. And I also think that kind of the digital era is exposing us to like the sides of artists that we wouldn't necessarily see. Like there's a totally new meaning to authenticity for artists that like we haven't really experienced before Um, and kind of getting to see especially in quarantine, seeing artists on social media, like vlogging their lives or like doing stripped down live versions has let us like be more involved with our music than we have in the past, which I think is kind of a silver lining of the pandemic, I would say. I think something that I would add is just Boston has a lot of really cool music venues that are really unique and every every venue kind of has its own character And I think that is also a special part of the experience of listening to music live. And a lot of venues have shut down because of the pandemic. A lot of them have changed formats because of the pandemic. So just being able to like go back to your favorite venue and seeing your favorite artist in your favorite venue and like how that contributes to the experience is something that is like different now, but is still something that's really cool to do. when that the radio has always been very something that brings people together i have always been a very big fan of history and stories and hearing stories because there is so many kind of just beautiful moments that are very connecting for families and a lot of people that i've talked to the radio is a really big thing that connected families and so for me playing live music with my family is always something that was very connecting something that no matter where we all were in our days and in our life, we could play music together, even if it was just one or two songs. And so I think during the pandemic, when live music was not really happening, and there was some kind of sadness about not being able to play together and being watching like your favorite bands, not being able to play. But also, I think there was a lot of excitement and kind of creativity around figuring out how to play music still. Um, My family really loved watching all of these artists figure out how to do music over Zoom and do music kind of over Spotify and trying to figure out how to put out their music on different platforms and still create even when everything is kind of against you creating. So I feel like there's definitely been a very big change about how music gets out into the world and how people connect around it. But one of the things that I really love about music is I feel like even though there's been this crazy time over these past few years, it's still been a very connecting force, just in very different ways, kind of just because I think musicians and artists are so creative and so need that connection that then they're kind of just willing to do whatever they could <laughs> to make the music happen. And then people are willing and excited to listen to it. So kind of just everyone needed <laughs> the music. And so then it kept going. Just one last question. I want each of you to um, tell me your most memorable live music experience. That's a really hard one because I think I've been really, really lucky to have seen so much incredible live music. Um, 
a very memorable one. I don't know if this is the most memorable. Is that last, no, two years ago, uh, November of 2019, I got to see Injury Reserve um, at Brighton Music Hall. And unfortunately, um, one of the members of Injury Reserve passed away uh, last summer. And that was really, really heartbreaking. He was really young. And also, Injury Reserve was really taking off. And a lot of their stuff was just getting more experimental, more innovative. And it was really, really sad because it meant that this kind of artistic nexus that I'd been following for so long kind of has just like fallen apart. But I feel really grateful that I got to see them live like during their last like tour, like ever. That's a very bittersweet feeling, but I feel really like blessed and honored. JPEG Mafia also spit in my mouth once at a concert, so oh that God. is like the best. That is still one of like my happiest moments, I would say. Last weekend, I got to see the Front Bottoms live, and that is a band that has been very special to me for a long time, and I got to cover them for Melisma and just get really up close and personal with the lead singer to take pictures of them, and so that was really, really special, just being so close to them. Um, and then hearing my favorite song like ever live like w was just huge and just such an amazing experience and I'm so lucky that I was able to kind of spend that time in the pit um, and feel so close to the artist and get some really good pictures out of it too. I think for me I grew up going to a lot of concerts with my dad and that's kind of like where my love for music came from and he was always my concert buddy. So we, I'm from San Diego, California, and we drove up to LA and saw Nathaniel Rateliff at the Greek in LA, which is this like really beautiful, iconic outdoor venue. And that was really special. It was one of the last shows we went to together before I went to college, which was really cool. I am an international student and um, I come from Hong Kong, right? And so my first year when I joined Melisma, um, I kind of just like, there was a, like a music festival happening back home uh, with a few like artists, like one or two artists, like from like the UK, the US, it was like fairly big, but I figured like, hey, um, why not shoot my shot? Why not try to like get press credentials for that? And um, by some, like through Melisma and like by some miracle it worked. And so I was like, I um. I literally got home for summer break on the same day as the festival at like 6 a.m. And like maybe seven hours later, I was like just photographing the entire like four hour long like session, four to five hour long session, going backstage and all that, um, getting to see some of the artists backstage as well. And it was just a very surreal experience for me. And like it's one that I, I hold pretty dear, near and dear to my heart. Yeah. Yeah, that is such a good question. I um, I feel like my most memorable live music experience would be about four years ago. I went with my family to see Paul Simon, and it was during a summer. It was an insane summer of um, instead of for the going on vacation for the past like two or three years, we just saved to go to a Paul McCartney concert and a Paul Simon concert in the same summer. And so my family is really big, like classic rock blues, jazz, all of this amazing music that I love listening to, peeps. <laughs> so, and Paul Simon is my absolute favorite. So 
we went to see Paul Simon and I remember trying to figure out if I should have my camera and film or if I should just enjoy the moment. And I just absolutely loved hearing the stories that Paul Simon was saying and just hearing the songs that I love, but the stories because I love storytelling so much that went along with it and just feeling so utterly happy in this giant crowd with my family right next to me, just really wanting to be in the moment. It was truly just one of the best things ever. This episode was written, hosted, and produced by Alexis Andale, Jillian Young, Bronwyn Legg, Noah DeYoung, and Grace Masiello. The podcast is directed by Caitlin Duffy and Suhasini Bhardwaj Mera. Thank you for listening.